A Your Own Peer Pod, a podcast by students for students about uni life. We are coming to you today from our Create Space Studio at Susan Wahid Health Building at the University of Sydney. Peer Pod is recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respect to their elders, past and present. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Peer Pod. I'm Helia. We are back after a long time. In today's episode, we'll talk about office hours. I have two lovely academics here. We'll go around the table and let them introduce themselves. Uh, so my name is Associate Professor Niall Wheat, and I'm an academic in the School of Pharmacy, which is in the Faculty of Medicine and Health. And I'm Dr. Abdul Razid. I'm a lecturer at the Sydney Business School, working in the discipline of accounting. Uh, and I am teaching large units in the business school. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And thanks for being here. Thank you for having us on. Thanks a lot. So we're going to talk about office hours. We realize that so many of the students in the campus and in the university don't even have an idea about what is office hour and how does it even work or what to expect. So we just want to like cover the whole idea about the office hours, if it's okay with you. That sounds perfect to me. Thank you. All right, so the first question is going to be, what are the office hours? So uh, one of the big misconceptions that students seem to have, particularly nowadays, is that all the learning has to be done inside the classroom. And if you don't ask your academic right there in the lecture of the tutorial, you've missed your chance and, and, and then that's it. Um, so office hours is really the academic being available to students outside of the classroom to go through issues. They could be issues to do with content where they haven't understood. It could be issues understanding process, particularly if they're first years and they don't really know how the university works. And occasionally, it's for, for me in particular, um, it can be some personal issues as well that they just need someone to talk through and how it's affecting their study. Awesome. Thank you. And what about you? Um, so it works in a very similar way in a business school. We, Because we've, especially for large units, we've got a lot of students, I suppose you didn't really get an opportunity to interact with uh, students and also the academics. So it gives us, the office hours gives us an opportunity to come face to face with students, uh, provide support and it's just not academic support, but it's also, yeah, personal support. And sometimes it's just to come and talk about some content that you want to explore further or perhaps research that you like to do. Uh, so it's lots, lots of possibilities that uh, can happen in an office hour. Nice, yeah, thank you. So, like you mentioned, that they can talk about the problem they had in the lecture. Is it going to be the same concept as a tutorial for them, or is it totally different? So it, it, it can depend. So for a lot of students, and the big thing that sets university apart from high school, I think, is the pace of learning. So what you're learning is not necessarily more difficult than high school, but you're doing it very fast, which means a lecture will move very rapidly. And they might use some logical jumps when they're explaining a concept. And if you sometimes for students, that's just moved a little bit too quickly for them. And so what it is is an opportunity to come back and say, look, you taught me about concept X or concept Y, and I didn't quite understand that. Would you mind spending five or ten minutes with me just going over that so I can improve my understanding. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of furthering the understanding really because you've kind of been exposed to some content in class and 
the office hours gives you an opportunity to kind of further that content. Um, some students, I've got some many, many students who are quite passionate about what they learn and what they do. Uh, and it gives them an opportunity to take the conversation outside the class uh, to think about, hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Uh, sometimes it's also them working on a project. Um, so it's not quite conducive to talk about projects in, in lectures uh, or live workshops. So the office hours is really a very informal space where you come to contact with academics uh, and it's it's a friendly, non-threatening space, and it's not regimented. You know, it's not like an hour of workshop. Um, and it's it's a for me, I find it a very welcoming space. Um, I usually get students coming in at particular times of the semester, especially when assignments are due, <laughs> and then we don't get to see the students the rest of the semester. But I wish it was a little bit different. Yeah, I wish uh, students would be more receptive to coming to CS. Yeah, and what, just following up on that, one of the things I love about office hours is when students not coming to me with a problem, but they just want to discuss what they've learned, and they've been in, in, they've been excited to learn what they've learned, and they can see the possibilities, and they go, "Oh, you know, I just read this in the paper, I just read this on the internet, and it was related back to class today, and oh, I just want to talk that through and talk about the advances that go beyond that as well, and they sometimes they want to." go beyond what was taught in class and just know it even better, which I love it when students come to me for that. Wow, that's like a different perspective because I have experience of studying in two different countries and culturally we do not have office hours. So I remember like the first time I showed up in the USAID and I think my first class was with you also too, Niall. You mentioned that these are my office hours and he specifically mentioned that you cannot find my office you will get lost because for all of the students, they know Budham building is the creepiest building in the campus. <laughs> There's no way you can find your classes there. And he was like, call, like, was it like a reception that you asked to call? So what, what, <laughs> I, what I told you in the lectures were, I'm always available for my students. I say, if you need help, turn up to my office and I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll help you on the spot. And I said, but you won't be able to find my office because I'm hidden down in the basement of the building. And I said, if you go to reception, get them to call me from there and I'll come collect you from there and we'll go down to my <laughs> office. So that, that was like one of the biggest shocks like for me. Like I had lots of shock first semester and use it. But like we never had an office hours. Frankly, our professor would get mad knocking on their doors or they wouldn't even like open the door because they were never in their office. So I never understand what's the point of the office hours or even how to do that like it took me like a year like days that I was like talking to people I was like what should I do like can I email them like can I email the professor and ask for the problem I have like if it's like a personal problem or is it like a technical problem which I think like so many students with different cultural background coming from different educational system in the world they might have the same problem especially like international student like facing this is there like any way that you can like help other international students to understand this cultural difference well, I think the podcast goes a long way yes, to helping with that. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're the myths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the problems with office hours is that uh, every academic's different with the amount of time that they've got available. Some, they all have to manage their research and their teaching, and some of them have, uh, some of them can have quite a bit of research going on. They can have very large grants and be running multiple projects with tens or even maybe a hundred people in their team. Um, so you need to know the availability of your academic. And the way you do that is you reach out to them, you send them an email and they'll very rapidly tell you whether they're available or not. And you'll as you go through your degree, you'll get to know 
the staff that do have the time and you can reach out to them. And it doesn't have to be your unit study coordinator necessarily. If, you're, if you've got an issue and you know that Professor Z is very friendly or Dr. B is very approachable, you can go to them. Yeah, I like to, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think, um, so speaking from my experience in business school, we've got a very large number of uh, students from all over the world. Uh, and, you know, you, they come in with lots of different learning backgrounds and how they interacted with their previous uh, academics. Um, what we really like to kind of show is a, it's a human side for, <laughs> for learning and teaching. You know, we are really passionate about what we do, both in research and also in teaching. Um, and we, we reach out to students and say, look, you know, come and see us uh, if, if you have any issues. Um, and it's, I think this podcast is really good because it gives students uh, kind of the right uh, attitude or perhaps the right information uh, that, you know, the office hours is not just about coming to discuss about content, uh, it's also an approachable space that you can come and talk about anything. So I, I think the the more students listen to this podcast, I'm doing a plug-in for you, um, <laughs> the, the better it's going to be for for us interacting with students. Yeah, I think that's a really important point is the human side of all this. Cause that's I think, a weird point. Like. So I, because I think so often students see us as the enemy, right? It's <laughs> us against them and they're trying to test us and trying to trip us up. <laughs> um, and we're not. We're, we're humans. We care. We want every student to have a fantastic experience. And if we can bring some humanity to that and, you know, it's not just about numbers or figures or diagrams or structures, I think that's a fantastic thing. And we want students to, to feel like we're approachable. I love that idea because, like, as a student – I can assure you, we don't see the human part of the academics a lot, or we try to ignore that part, which can sometimes be annoying and sometimes intimidating, like in case of wanting to like share whatever is happening in our like educational life or in our personal life. I feel like the way that she both uh, insist on the fact that academics are human too. That sounds so weird when I say it in a sentence, but it was like a great way to let, especially like undergrad student coming from the high school, know that academics are approachable hopefully most of us are most of you you, <laughs> you, you do have to pick the academics some some academics are more approachable than others <laughs> yes, and yeah. and you'll you get to know that as you go through your degree i feel like i had this chat with one of the other academics and she mentioned that i am here to help you i'm not here to like bust you out or like uh, like make problems for you, which was like a, in that moment for me was like a really weird conversation. Like I never had that conversation during my undergrad, which was like, oh, like this is completely, totally different perspective. So yeah, like for other international students who are listening to this, uh, fortunately there are so many academics in the departments and the faculty that they have the same perspective that they are here to help students, which is like a great take too. <laughs> which is a great opportunity for a student to have their educational take three, <laughs> which is a great opportunity for a student to have their journey in the UCIT. Uh, going for the next question is, what cannot be discussed in the office hours? There's not a lot that you couldn't discuss in office hours. We wouldn't discuss other students. 
Um, the staff member is probably unlikely to talk about their personal life. Other than that, there's not a lot that um, is off the table. I mean, it depends, again, how much time the academic's got. They're not going to want to sit there and just chat about how the university works for an hour if they're if they're you know got an, um, some work coming up. Uh, but there's not a lot. I mean, I, I've I have talked about class content. I've talked about how the university works to students so they can understand. And I've I've now I'm not trained in counselling. I've done everyone in the Faculty of Medicine Health now has mental health first aid training. But beyond that. I have sat in quite a few meetings where students have come to me to talk through personal issues because they didn't feel like there was anyone else in their life they could talk to about. Yeah. Um, and because it was impacting their studies. And I can say, well, here's what, you know, this is happening to you and I can't fix that part of your life. I can sit and listen. But what I can do is we can change, you know, maybe move you from full-time to part-time or are you aware of these extra services like CAPS the university provides or actually the library provides a service to help you there that they could help you out and I can connect you up to the right people in the library. So there's really I, – I, I've spoken to students across a whole spectrum of things. Yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly the same. So I, I really I really don't think there's an agenda of what you can and what you can't talk about. Uh, there's obviously privacy issues, uh, as, as you've alluded. Uh, we can't talk about other students. Uh, and personally, I'm a very private person, so I don't really want to talk about myself. Uh, but we we often have conversations about everything. Sometimes we have conversations about transport. Sometimes we have conversations about the weather. Uh, for me, it's, it's making the students feel comfortable in that space that I'm with them. Uh, so often or not, we start with small talk and then we progress to something that they wish to discuss. Um, and most students talk about everything. So sometimes it's it's personal issues. And as you've talked about, mental health is such a big uh, issue, uh, priority now. So th- there's a lot of students who talk about stress levels that they're facing uh, both here and so- in some cases overseas. Uh, and it's nice to have that conversation because we don't want students to feel that they are alone uh, we are really passionate about teaching and learning. I emphasize that again. Uh, and we really want to get the students to feel comfortable in the space that they're in and also to get the most out of the experience in, at Sydney Uni uh, and, in, in my case, the business school. Sometimes for office hours, we'll actually reach out to the student. And I'll tell, I'll tell what's very, a very personal story, and I won't give too many details so the student can't be identified. But sure. there was a student that I had known since before she actually started the degree. Um, And she'd been struggling with her classes and it was raised to me one day that someone was worried about her welfare. So I reached out to her and I said, why don't you come in and have a chat because people haven't heard from you in a little while. Yeah. Um, And the student came to my office and I noticed that something was very obviously wrong. And I took the student over to the hospital and I sat with her for seven hours until she was able to be seen by specialists. Oh. Um, and that was a time when, you know, I initiated this. Yeah. So That story was a bit too touching, to be honest. But, like, I think, like, there is one thing, like, I am a really open person about my life. And there was a time that I was going through mental health problems and... I, I recently cut to the part-time and during the thing I had to like need get approval from the professors 
what I was expecting was like, I'm just going to go and say, hey, this is my problem. I need the approval. And I had to like fight for it, to be honest. But like the reaction I got was totally different. Like my person was like, hold on, let me see what else we can do. Let's see what are other services, like especially like hmm, student life services that the university can provide for a student. And she really lovely, like connect me to another person. And she had a chat with me and they, they tried to see what university can offer, like other the services university can go with it. And then she was like, then you can make a decision. The decision is still up to you, but let's see what are the support that we can offer to you, which was something that I wasn't expecting to come from the faculty and the department, to be honest, which was something I was expecting to get it from the library services or completely like, totally different. Because for me, the way I look at the faculty and the department is completely something that educational purpose of my life. That's that's the only part that I just shared those part of my concerns with them, which is something was really great and new for me knowing that even if you have other problems going, they might be able, they might not have the answer, but they will find a person who can have the answer for you. They will connect you to the person that can have the answer for you, which is something I feel like other students need to know about it too. And that comes back yeah. to what we were saying before. Yeah. We're, we're not the enemy. We want everyone <laughs> to have a great experience. Um, and that's part of that. Yeah. And I think we are also a rich repository of information. As you know, many of us have worked in this uh, university for quite a number of years, and uh, we kind of know the ins and outs, and in some cases, shortcuts to particular spots. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to be able to share that with students. And yeah, and yeah I, I really strongly encourage students, this, you know, in whatever space that you are in, uh, and mental health is it's 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 a huge space at the moment where students, uh, especially with the pandemic and the post pandemic, feeling a bit isolated and needing someone to talk to, strongly encourage them to come and reach out to us. Um, we do know, yeah, quite a few resources that is going to help <laughs> them, and just even talking to us is probably going to help. Yeah. yeah, I think like as an academic who have been in the university and know the system inside and out. It's nice to always talk with someone who knows the system and how does it work. Mm. We know where the cracks are and we know the processes on how to get things done. So there's the, there's the way you're told to do things yeah. and there's the way that we know that the university actually works as well. Okay, off-topic question. I heard that there are some mm, secret passage under Quadrangle. Is that true? I've heard that as well. I work in a business school, so <laughs> no as far removed from the quadrangle as possible. Just asking, just really curious, because like you say, you know the university. In the that. rumor I've heard that it, it runs to the hospital, so it's quite an abstan- uh, oh. substantial wow. um, path as well. But the, the door to it's locked and you have to go down a shaft or something is what I've heard. I can't substantiate any of this. <laughs> And I've always had in the back of my mind, if I ever stop being an academic, what I'd like to do is run a Mysteries and Secrets tour of University of Sydney because there are so many fantastic little nooks and crannies. Like the students have probably never been in the Senate room inside the quadrangle, but it's got this little dormer window where you can look down into the Great Hall. And it's a fantastic – that's where, before we have graduation ceremonies, that's where the academics robe up and get ready. right? And there's just all these little fantastic little spaces. And I heard it. I can't substantiate this one either, but I heard <laughs> a couple of years ago they were renovating a room and they pulled a wall down and they found a stained glass window behind it that they didn't even know was there. Oh. So there's such yeah, a good idea, right? A mysteries and secrets tour yeah. of University of Sydney because I think there are plenty of little yep. things to discover. I would add ghost in there. I think that makes it more exciting. 
Yeah. Yes. Can sure. we have a podcast about that, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, we really should explore the the culture and the tradition and the history of this university. Um, there's not, as far as I'm con- as I'm aware, there's no tour. Uh, and students just come in and look at this amazingly beautiful quadrangle building. And like myself, right? I, yeah. I've got little to do with this building. I would love to know more about it. Uh, not really a, a discussion for office space, uh, office hour. But so they cannot come to you during office hour and then you just can go and have it like... Mystery um, plan during in the quadrangle? No, uh, uh, I think it's a good idea, right? Yeah, like you sign up for a, for my office hour, and then we march down to the quadrangle and visit the ghost spaces. Yes, there's mystery spaces. That would be such a it's good a nice idea. It's a for mental health. I think so. I think so. Yeah, maybe not the ghost bit. But I'll yes. put the offer out there if you do want to do that. I'm happy to do that for office hours, and I can tell you that the quadrangle is Norm- Norman Gothic revival is the style of the building. And you can tell that it's Norman because the windows are square and not arched at the top, which is what the normal Gothic windows look like. Can you sign me up for your office hours? (laughs) And there's a really really excellent book in the library that's about the architecture of University of Sydney because the University of Sydney is the only place in Australia where it has examples of architecture for every style from 1850 onwards. Wow. I'm learning a lot in this podcast too. There this you podcast go. is rocking it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you could go for another hour. <laughs> we are coming up with new episodes, I think, like for every day from now. <laughs> so for our last question, it's what's the best way a student can prepare for a discussion? If it's a quadrangle tour, I would say like comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes would be, you'd shoes? want that. Yeah. yeah. Just whatever they feel fancy, uh, rocking up in a space that they feel comfortable, that they can... Be themselves, yeah. Like, do they need to bring notes, previous assessment? I mean, if they're talking about their course content. I would say if you're going to ask an academic for some office hours, have a purpose to why you're asking. Know what you want. (laughs) Because I I do see students come in and they don't actually know what they want and they don't know what their problem is. Um, So have a purpose when you reach out to the academic. Yeah, I think that's a yeah, that's a good idea. So with with my office hours, I when I do see students, I say uh, if it's a content related question, I always say, hey, what do you think? Uh, can you explain to me what you think and what your knowledge is? So it gives me a, a starting point to have a conversation about you know what what you know and perhaps it's it's correct or I steer them towards a. a kind of ex- a path where they can explore the topic even further, yeah. maybe clarifying their understanding. But it's better to come prepared, I suppose, if, you're, if it's a content-related. Mm-hmm. If it's just an, if it's, if it's an, ish, if it's an issue that you wish to talk about, then perhaps, um, yeah, just, just come in and be comfortable in the space, be open to discussing whatever you want to discuss. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an easy space. I know we always keep saying that there is no such a thing as a stupid question. Can you elaborate on that from the academic perspective? <laughs> well, we say that because, um, you know, we want it to be a space. Uh, academia is not always about right and wrong answers. Uh, we want students to explore what their thoughts are, what their thinking is. And also, we want them to challenge our views, challenge our ideas uh, so there's really, honestly, no such thing as a stupid question <laughs> because if it's a stupid question, it means it's right or wrong. Uh, and also, a stupid question 
it's more a reflecting about someone's personality, which we never engage with. We always talk, you know, we have a neutral stand. We, everyone is equal. Uh, and it's, it's a good starting point. There are no stupid questions. There are frustrating questions. And um, the one little bugbear I do have with office hours is when students come to ask me questions where it's clear that they haven't tried to find the answer to their question at all. Like, I'll send out Canvas notices and put up past exams and they'll come to my office and say, can you tell me what's going to, what, what's the format of the exam? And I'm like, I've told you that three or four times and you just haven't been bothered to look. Um, that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, and yes, so so this semester um, I'm teaching a unit with 1,700 students. Wow. Uh, and usually, so in the last few weeks, this is uh, week five, um, and last few weeks, I've had students asking me questions. Is already on online or <laughs> it's in some forum. Uh, for me, it's just I don't want to say something that the students misinterpret uh, via email or perhaps in person. So I always refer them back to the original source of content, so that you can then uh, decipher what the information is for yourself, uh, and come back to me and say, "Look, I don't quite understand what this particular thing means." If if I'm just talking about something that's already out there, I'm just afraid that there'll be information lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Fair, fair point. All right. We are quite close to the finishing of our podcast. Do you have anything else uh, to say as like a conclusion? I might just give one more tip. Sure. And that is Please. how you reach out to the academic for their office hours can be as important as, as to the why. So if, if you haven't reached out to the academic before, be very formal. Address them as doctor or professor and look up their title. Their title's on the university website. <laughs> and the, the best way to get a professor offside is just to call them doctor. So look up their title, address them in the email or if you're calling them and say, dear professor such and such, I'd really like to be able to meet you. Um, the number of messages I've got from students in first year that just say, hey, or don't, I don't even get a salutation at the start. It just says, can I come see you? <laughs> and you're going to put the academic offside. And they're, and they're yeah. taking time out from their other teaching and research obligations to meet with you. Just have that little bit of formality and be sure. polite when you're asking first. And then once you get to know the academic, and I say to all my students, like, don't call me professor, don't call me doctor, just say Nile, right? But if you don't know how to address them, be formal at that start and they're more likely to say yes. Great point. That was like actually fair point. I feel like understanding the culture of how to email a professor is a really important. You're not WhatsApping anyone and it's not like Facebook Messenger anymore. So that's like a great point to mention. Yeah, it's it's funny what you'll say. So for this unit, uh, this semester, I give them an email format, a gift students email format that they should copy and paste. <laughs> like a sample. <laughs> yes, like a sample. It's just because it's nice to be able to read something that is polite and, and informed and so that we don't have to go back and ask for more information from the students. Yeah. So it's, it's, for me, it's coming from that space, especially if I have to uh, go to and fro five times, it's going to detract uh, time that I've got for other students. Um, but to kind of answer your question about uh, perhaps, you know, anything else, uh, I would say, Come, come and see us. It, it's, it's, you know, sometimes academia can be a can be a lonely place because we are Aww. so focused on what we do, 
and it's like a like a machine. We're just on the run from start go. You know, every 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 day, many of us work crazy hours from what eight a.m. to midnight. You know. Uh, because research doesn't really have a deadline. So it's nice to be able to have that interaction with students. So I strongly yeah. encourage, come and see us. It's, sure. it, we, are, we are nice people. We are fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do have a life. Uh, and yeah, we're just normal, everyday folks. Yeah, come. Even if you're not a pharmacy student, if you want to come chat to me. About quadrangle. We'll talk about the quadrangle. <laughs> Uh, or anything else. I'm, I, I, I am a font of knowledge on lots of really useless <laughs> topics. I'm always available. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here. And that's the end of our podcast. That's it for Pupod this week. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the letters from Pupod, you can follow our team on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA or Subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we'd love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au. See you next time.